Welcome to MoneyWeb Now. Business news every morning. It's Monday, 12 December. Artemis spacecraft returns to Earth after a fly past of the moon. Uh, I'm Simon Brown coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, chatting with Nick Kunzo from Sunlam Private Wealth. Uh, looking into China, but also in the zero COVID, we've got uh, US CPR and FOMC Tuesday, Wednesday this week. So first, Bidenhorst uh, from Momentum on the investment case for Exaro uh, and Kanil Mehta from Clearwater Capital Trends for 2023 but particularly looking at a digital transformation. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. Two big discovery vitality changes from January. Group ratches up the incentives to use its banking products. Business Day. Anglo says power cuts slip, sorry, clip 3% off output of PGMs. Uh, global mining giant's latest guidance partly underscores the pain of extended rolling power shedding in South Africa and poor rail capacity. Morning markets. US was red. S&P down three quarters of a percent. NASDAQ off two thirds of a percent. Asia red. Sydney down 0.6% and Tokyo off almost a third. Commodities mixed. We had gold down $1,799 an ounce. Brent a little weaker, 76.68. PGMs stronger. Platinum 1,023. Palladium 1,939. Rand 17.37. Bitcoin 16,900. Tencent trading down 2.4% uh, in Hong Kong lunch break. Top 40 opening call, 590 points to the red. That is almost 0.9%. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Training now with Nick Kunza. You find him, of course, Sunlam Private Wealth. Nick, appreciate the time. And in what's been a wild year, I think we can all agree on that part. Uh, suddenly now China going sort of removing away from its zero COVID policy. Does that, I mean, in, in theory, it fundamentally changes things. But from an investment perspective, I mean, I'm hearing a lot of things, folks saying, you know, all in on China. I'm perhaps a little more cautious. Yeah, morning, Simon. I'm, I'm also a little bit more on the cautious side. I think overall it's a good thing. You know, the second world's second biggest economy can't stay locked down forever. So that is, uh, it is a positive. But I'm a little bit on your side too, a little bit cautionary. You know, China, we're seeing, you know, possibly moving, you know, from uh, on the one side, deflationary forces that are engulfing that economy. You know, PPI over there is mm. contracting. It's it's slowing down. I mean, we've all seen the factory gate prices also coming in a little bit weaker. But on the other hand, uh, as as you just alluded to, you know, authorities opening up. You know, they're going to have some sort of support for the economy. Beijing is rolling out more stimulus. Uh, I think you saw on Friday the Ministry of Finance out with uh, some more sovereign bonds to support as they call social development. So all in all, it's, it's going to be a, a rocky ride, but I think mm-hmm. overall more positive than negative is, is the long answer. Yeah, I take your point on that, I mean, and, and it's the right move, I suppose. We've also got uh, U.S. data coming out. Uh, tomorrow we've got U.S. CPI expected 7.3. Wednesday's the FOMC expected half a percent increase. If those go broadly as expected, the market's probably mm-hmm. going to quite like it. Yes, yes. It's one of these. Uh, these one of these. I think a little bit of bad news is good news scenario coming up for the week ahead. We want to see CPR under, as you pointed out, six point one percent expected. Anything under six, very, very risk, uh, risk on positive. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we've got all the not just the the Fed, we've got all the other the names as well. The, the, you've got yeah. the uh, Bank of England, 
Uh, we've got the ECB and all of those. So all those come a little bit more on the dubbish side. I think we might get that Santa Claus rally everyone's alluded to. Yeah, it's hoping. I always love me a Santa rally. Mm. Looking quickly to, to, to next year, as I said in the intro there, I mean, it, it's been a, a fairly wild uh, uh, 2022. Yeah. Of course, local equity markets, I mean, our top 40s, kind of flat year to date. rest of the world, not so much. Next year, I mean, is there, is there a reason for some cautious optimism, notwithstanding level five as we speak now, load shedding? Yeah, you know, so I think from a local perspective, I, I imagine most of the good news is, well, I'll say good news, it's difficult mm. to see good news, but most most of the, what's in the price is what's in the price right now. I'd be surprised if we get another positive year next year. Although saying that uh, the South African business has been extremely resilient, I know you've mentioned it a few times, you know, still getting positive earnings out in this environment they have to operate in. I mean, you just mentioned Transcend on your intro. I mean, it's really, the fact these businesses are doing so well is, is, is says something. But uh, overall, I think a bit of caution again, once again, notes. I think the first half of the year uh, I think it's going to be a little bit challenging as, as things settle, uh, but as we see, I think, a pause in central banks around the world, uh, I think the second half will be a little bit better with uh, economic growth maybe bouncing back. But I think brace ourselves for uh, a flattish finish to, to 2022, a uh, bit of a slow start to 23, and maybe a positive finish. That's kind of what, what I've penciled in for next year. So. Okay. I, I, truthfully, I could like a slow start. Let's do this gentle, because this mm. was not a gentle year. Nick Kunza, Salam Private Wealth, always appreciate the time, appreciate all the days over the year. All the best for the holidays. Thanks, mate. Hear that? Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise, as hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Stanler Balanced Cautious Fund, we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Channing now with Surface Bartenhorst, he's portfolio manager at Momentum Securities. So if I appreciate the early morning time, the, the talk of 2022 in many ways has been around Thungela, but actually you're saying, hang on a sec, there's there's Exaro out there as well. Before we get to the stock itself, I mean, coal is still how we power planet Earth largely, um, and the Ukraine war fundamentally changed some of those those dynamics. Uh, yes, Simon, I think that's that's very true. If you look at uh, the Germans actually wanted to phase out coal by 2038, but um, it's quite a bitter pull for the government at this stage uh, with the Russian war. So they fired up a lot of um, these coal stations, which obviously is pricing, uh, driving up the, the price. And, and and what we've seen, I mean, as you, you mentioned, I mean, prices, and you know, if you look at, at, at coal prices, Richard Bay Coal Terminal, but there's, there's many other different uh, sort of spot and, and, and contract prices for, for coal. And these are trading at, at, I mean, maybe not record highs, but certainly highest levels we have seen in a very long time. Um, and, and as I said in the intro there, coal is still largely how planet Earth uh, works. Yeah, that, that's correct. So unfortunately, what's happening now is, uh, I mean, let's just take Germany as an example. So before mm -hmm. the war, um, Germany actually um, got 50% of their coal from Russia. Now, with the Eurozone imposing all these sanctions on, on the Russian Federation, I mean, that needs to be sourced somewhere else. So th this is driving up the price. And one of the benef beneficiaries of that is the South African coal companies. Yeah, absolutely, and, and, and winning from it. Turning to Xara, I mean, as I said, everyone 
usually, well, certainly this year, has been focusing on Fungela. And make no mistake, Fungela's done incredibly well. Ixara had a good year too. And, of course, they're the, the other really large coal miner in South Africa. And they, 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 they're well positioned. And, and they've got, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at their dividend yield. I mean, a 12% dividend yield. They are the, 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 maybe the, the, the forgotten coal child in our market. But they're a, a quality business. And you say opportunity. Yeah, so definitely, Tungela uh, is a is a great company, but I think one should should note that there is definitely concentrated risk mm-hmm. um, in in a company like that. With Exora, you're you're getting more of a diversified blade, and and from our side, a diversified blade is 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 the safer option. I mean, you you even have the the exposure to iron ore, which is coming off a very low base, so so the potential for upside is definitely there. Continued with um, higher coal prices, and then also the, the possibility of renewables going into the future. Oh, of course, I'd forgotten that. I mean, that they're actually looking sort of towards renewable, which is actually quite cunning for them. I mean, they're currently a, a, a dirty energy provider, and, and, and that are to renewable, which, as you say, it's in the future. There's some time off, but that, that really could become quite a biggie for them. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, if, if, if you look once again at what's happening in the Eurozone, so with their dependency on, on, on Russian gas, um, a lot of these governments are realizing, listen, we have to speed up the renewable play quite quite quick. And um, so you have Exaro benefiting from the higher coal prices at this stage, but also poised for, uh, for future positioning um, of, of renewables. Gotcha. Iron ore, how big is iron, iron ore in Exaro's life? I mean, there was a point in time when it was more considered an iron ore company. Um, but these days, uh, probably coal is, is very much more the dominant part of the, of the equation. So definitely more um, the dominant part of the um, of the equation, uh, if I remember correctly, it's just over the over twenty percent. The iron ore makes it up, but I mean that's an extra kicker to the income statement, and and hopefully it, it will be a good good kicker coming off a, a low base this year. Yeah, I, I mean the iron ore price has been a little volatile, but it's, I mean I can still remember when it was back what, at forty dollars a a ton. It's it's now trading around that uh, closer to the to the hundred dollars a ton. Exaro, you mentioning a target price of of, of around two seventy. Uh, that I imagine probably in the in the in the sort of uh, short to to medium term, particularly as we head into to European winter. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately, cold prices is going to be because of demand and the supply. With demand being higher in the winter, um, it is definitely something to take into consideration. So that that's uh, a target price set for um, until hopefully the the end of winter in the eurozone. Um, and, and I mentioned there a twelve percent dividend yield. I mean, what these companies are doing is, is in many senses, they really are generating cash and, and, and sending cash back to back to shareholders. I mean, this is typical mining when when it's booming, they make money and they they, they reward shareholders. Uh, that is definitely so. I think one of the limiting factors that that could have been more beneficial for for shareholders is Transnet. Unfortunately, at this stage, so uh, they can't fully uh, benefit everything that's happening mm-hmm. in, in, in the current zone. But I mean, uh, it, even with that, uh, export to the Eurozone is, with coal is up 700% this year. So um, even with the downturn in Transnet, there's definitely upside potential for the shareholders and hopefully a, a bigger dividend payment as well. Yeah, if Transnet can can even just do as promised, uh, then then there's probably actually some more capacity for these folks and maybe even some more upside exactly. in, that, in that space. So if it's Barton Hosky, he's a portfolio manager, Momentum Securities, appreciate the early morning insights. Your money gives a damn. If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's Infrastructure Investment Fund, beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth.
Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on The Money. Also available on podcast. Trading now with Canal Mehta. He's executive director at Clearwater Capital. Canal, appreciate the early morning time. Talking some trends for 2023, focusing uh, in particularly on, on, on digital transformation. I mean, w- one of the, the, the things that has really s- sort of happened to a degree this year, to a degree over a little bit longer, is, is 5G happening. I mean, I've for the first time got 5G on my new phone in the last couple of weeks. Um, of course, fiber being rolled out aggressively in urban areas. This is, I mean, this is huge. I mean, we, we kind of take it for granted that our phone gets a little faster and we get better internet but it has real implications morning simon yes absolutely um and we think so as well you know we think uh, 5g and and the rollout of fiber um to rural south africans that makes data um that much more accessible and that much more affordable for the average south african um are enormous enablers to so much of what's to come um in the modern world um, what we're seeing is is 5G and, and fiber particularly uh, are enablers for everything from AI and where we've gotten used to is, is Hey Siri and, and Hey Google mm-hmm. to um, self-driving cars that uh, we think are, are around the corner. And we're already starting to see a lot of that coming out in China and the U.S., I mean that is just it. I mean, when you when you're talking some of that, it 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 it's you know self-driving cars really sounds sci-fi. But of course, I mean this is happening. There 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 are cities in the U.S. where you can hail a an e-cab and and it's self-driving. Now in some cases they've got a a, a sort of a a, a safety uh, driver in in space. But this this is rolling forward. And and I mean I often say we're living in the future in many cases. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I think all you have to do is um, have spent a little bit of time on Twitter in the, in the past couple of weeks and realize just how the rate of change around us is accelerating. Um, very recently, um, OpenAI, which is um, mm-hmm. a foundation that was set up by Elon Musk, recently released um, a chatbot called ChatGPT. Um, and today, ChatGPT has passed what's called the Turing test. So essentially, uh, this chatbot played a game online with uh, a bunch of other humans, and no human could actually figure out that they were playing against a computer. Um, The chat is now so sophisticated in its natural language processing and its ability to communicate with others that um, it now appears like, you know, as sentient as, as you and I. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and of course, I mean, the other big one this year, I mean, the, the, the chat GPTs were out in the last uh, uh, week or two. But the other big one for the year was was was, was on the art front. I mean, I'm thinking Dolly E. I'm thinking stable diffusion. I mean, I've played with these where I literally, you know, type in a phrase onto the Internet and it, I mean, it returns a painting or a picture that I could never on my own have got within anywhere near making it. Absolutely, Simon. Um, l- listen, I think AI is coming for all our jobs, um, whether we're in the, in the radio presenting game or, or in, in the investment game like ourselves. Um, I, I think we, we, we've all got, we all got to find ways to continue to reinvent ourselves. And, and I, I suppose in, in many ways, work together with AI um, to, de- to deliver better outcomes.
That's a good point because a lot of it's sort of AI, and we, we see these uh, movies, and of course there's you know Space Odyssey uh, 2000 and the like, where where it actually all it usually ends in tears. That's Hollywood. They they like a good story like that. But these are actually enablers, and these are things which we need to work with. But I suppose at this point, 2022, at we sort of the beginning of these new technologies, we we I, mean, I don't know if gold guardrails is, is is the right idea, but we kind of need to figure where and how they fit and 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 what their role and, and support role is going to be potentially. Absolutely. You know, and Simon, I think there are regulators around the world that are scrambling to to kind of understand the implications of these new emerging technologies. Um, but then there's certainly markets like ourselves in South Africa that um, we certainly lag behind in, in certain senses from an infrastructure, from an enable, enablement perspective. And, you know, as investors into this market, uh, what we can see is, is these kind of global secular trends playing out uh, around greater technology utilization in all spheres of life. And, and I think as investors, what we're looking for is, is ways in, in order to invest into these trends mm-hmm. and to build out the infrastructure from a South African perspective to bring this to reality. Um, so businesses like Towers that are enabling the 5G rollout yeah. or uh, fiber rollout or last mile delivery from an e-commerce perspective in South Africa, stuff that I think are kind of the tip of the spear for driving this digital economy in a South African context. What about Metaverse? I mean, obviously, Facebook, now Meta, uh, Mark Zuckerberg has pretty much gone all in on it. Just to some degree, it already exists. I mean, I've had some VRs. Uh, uh, Sony's bringing out their VR2. Uh, we've got the Oculus from, from, from uh, well, from Meta and the like. Are we going to see more in that space? Because at this point in time, it, it seems to be sort of very far off into the in, into the future rather than something which we could be experiencing, I don't know, perhaps even by by, by next year. Yeah, it, it, it's such a fascinating question. I, you know, I think um, the jury's out on this one. You know, th- does this technology go the way of 3D TV or or does kind of um, does the world embrace the metaverse and, and you know, um, immerse ourselves increasingly into this digital ecosystem? Uh, I suspect the latter. You know, mm-hmm. I think this is a, this is certainly an emerging technology. I think we're in the early innings. Um, you know, what we've seen with with the Oculus Rift and is probably call it Generation One of yeah. of what we think is is what the metaverse looks like. And and I think what we're starting to see is a lot of interest from brands and advertisers around how to deliver a better user experience in this ecosystem. And, and, and frankly, I mean, I think uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Meta have essentially staked their company on, on this future. Yeah, they absolutely have. And, and I think there is a metaverse in our future. Uh, whether How much meta will be there, I suppose, I suppose time will tell. Colonel Meta, he's executive director, Clearwater Capital. Appreciate the early morning. <laughs> That's it for today. We were chatting with Jimmy uh, Moyaha around the Thungela update on uh, Friday um, and, and particularly Transnet issues in H2. Question is, we asked in our poll, uh, are you bullish for Thungela, particularly as coal prices re- remain pretty much at those record levels? Over half of you said yes, a great stock. A third said nope, it is over. Although the chat we just had a moment ago suggests uh, coal ain't going anywhere just yet. Uh, and the rest of you were saying can't buy dirty coal. Have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.
We're live every weekday morning. The MoneyWeb website, the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nobokhle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. Adrian Seville, inflation and rates for 2023. Listen to the live stream of MoneyWeb Now at the same time every weekday. For more business, finance and investment news. MoneyWeb Now on the money. Also available on podcast.